Hey everybody, welcome to Game Off Podcast. This is episode 42. This week we got a fireside chat, and then we're diving straight into our showcase of the week. We got Hades, uh, well-regarded, some say Game of the Year contender, and then we got Ghost Runner, a stylish action platformer. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm your co-host Brent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your co-host Brent, a.k.a. Arcadia, along with... Uh, Andy, a.k.a. Solid Talker here. <laughs> A- Andy, uh, you didn't like my glowing accolades for Ghost Runner? You know, it just... <laughs> I, I just feel like you're kind of tipping our hands a little bit. I, I haven't even gotten a chance to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, to to be completely open, I Andy has not expressed his opinions about Hades yet. I am just expressing what I've known or heard, and Fair. I haven't played it yet. Uh, have you not? I have played oh, wow. Ghost Runner. No, it's. Uh, I'm glad you have because I I'll, I definitely want to play it. But it, since you have, I can focus on other things. <laughs> but I really want to play it. It looks really cool. Um, but yeah, we'll talk more about that later. Yeah. Um. So fireside chat. Uh, Andy, you had a topic for us. I did. I was uh just browsing around through the games subreddit on Reddit, which I guess. <laughs> it's the only place where there are subreddits, so I didn't need to specify. And I was just yep. thinking... Reddit, Reddit.com, right? Reddit do- yeah, Reddit.com. Uh, yep. Uh, it's very similar to like StumbleUpon or Dig, if you're familiar with those. What would uh, yeah, you I'm say... Sure, I'm sure everyone is. Yeah, we all remember those. What would you say is the best mod you've ever played? Oh, interesting. 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 I'm not much of a modder, and I had this conversation earlier this week because uh, uh, Skyrim and most of the Bethesda games support mods on consoles now and being primarily a console player when I play a PC game I don't usually get too into the mods that much uh, the only two exceptions I can think of are both are two Warcraft games not both uh, <laughs> Warcraft 3 and World of Warcraft World of Warcraft mostly just quality of life stuff nothing riveting but i'd say the best mod i've ever used is i guess if you'd call it a mod because it's a custom game really dota 2 or dota 1 <laughs> sorry dota all stars <laughs> dota all stars if if i can use that as a loophole otherwise I mean, it, it definitely feels like it's cheating but if that's the answer that you've got that's the answer you got <laughs> we won't go with it. If, if you think it's cheating i'll, I'll go with that you're going to be the the senior mod mod lord of the two of us um, one of the most impressive mods I've ever used is definitely deadly boss mods in World of Warcraft, which literally did your job for you as a raider. So, um, yeah, it, it was it was amazing how quickly they had always kept it up to date. Like it was always up to date with the new content within a day or two. Um, so it was it was an impressive mod, well supported, um, well made, very handy. Not not all that interesting though. Do you, do you have one that you're thinking of? Well, there's a bunch that I, I think of, like, because there's the stuff that you're talking about there, like the quality of life or, like, making the game more streamlined, like you had for WoW. And I had one of those that I, when I played Payday 2 a lot, there was one called Hawk's HUD that was, I don't think I could play that game again without it. It just, it streamlined things and made the UI and interactions so much more logical and so much more streamlined, or so much more streamlined for for when you're playing a lot, the same level over and over and over again. 
it made things yeah. a lot easier that I, I can't imagine going back to playing without that. And they're same with some of the, with all the Bethesda games. Like there was, um, I think it was Oscuro's Oblivion Overhaul, which completely redid the leveling system to make more sense. So you didn't mm-hmm. like, accidentally over-level because you jumped too much. Yeah. <laughs> and so the similar thing with Skyrim and a similar one with Fallout 3 and New Vegas. The ones that always impress me, though, are the ones that like almost invent new games within games, kind of like what you're talking about with Dota, where you've got, uh, for Mountain Blade, the not the current one that's still in early access, I think it was Mountain Blade 1 or Warbands, there were a lot of mods that turned it into like a pirate game with ship sailing or an oh. Old West game with like town raids and bank robberies. Are there actual ships in that game, or is that, like, fully custom? That, that was fully added in after the fact. People wow. found a way to make use of their thing to have it so you could, like, move around on the sea and then have um, small battles, which were basically, you know, like, the boarding another uh, another ship to raid it and to kill everyone on there. Like, they did a fantastic job making the most they could out of that engine to build a pirate game or that or... I think even the, it might have been Empire at War that had like full Star Wars mods. I'm sorry, not Empire at War. What the, um, Empire Total War. Empire at War is already oh, okay. a Star Wars game. Yeah, I was going to ask. It was like, so somebody finally made it a Star Wars game? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Empire Total War. And oh, that'd be very cool. Modded that to be full, like a full Star Wars game, moving fleets of ships around. It, it always impresses me what people do with mods. And I feel like every time I see a company pushing back against them or shutting them down, it it depresses me. Yeah. Who, who did that most recently? Like I I know Bethesda has a sort of web store wrapper that most things have to go through and they like exert a certain amount of control over that. But there was like, there was something that happened recently with that one there. I know the last big one I can think of was the GTA online one. Where people had done, where people had basically done custom games and custom levels and things like that, and GTA Online wanted to crack that down because then you can't sell shark cards <laughs> if you can sure. just mod in cool cars. <laughs> yeah, on on my screen, everything already looks pretty. I don't care if it looks like a Prius on their screen. <laughs> <laughs> and then what was it there? There was it was it Nintendo who stopped a couple of. Was it last year's Game Awards where, like, best fan-made game Pokemon Purple or something like that or Pokemon Indigo was supposed to be in there, but Nintendo threatened to pull all of its, uh, you know, allowing them to use their footage and and stuff (laughs) for the broadcast if they kept that in there? (laughs) I'm probably botching all of the details, but it was something along those lines. Yeah, it may have been Smash. I don't remember if it was Pokemon, but that definitely happened with the, the Smash Project M, oh, I yeah. it was. I didn't actually, didn't something happen recently with Nintendo issuing a cease and desist because of the way, like, of that that custom ranking and matchmaking thing that people use for Melee? What? Oh, God, <laughs> I don't I, know about this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so far out of my depth here by even attempting to describe what happened. <laughs> but I believe there was there's some kind of third party tool you can use for matchmaking and like ladders and stuff like that in melee that people have built. And they were gonna host 
a tournament and live stream it for charity. And Nintendo issued a cease and desist on the live stream. Uh, uh, I was, think. Was it built in? Do you know if it was built into the game itself or it was just some like essentially an API or something? I really don't know. I, 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 again, I'm, I'm pick, trying to piece together little bits. You know, you see a news story and you're like, yeah. I don't really know what half these words are, but <laughs> I'm kind of getting a vibe of what this might be about. Com- combigulously? That's not a word. <laughs> Fuck off. So my brain just kind of filled in the details of like what I thought it might be. <laughs> so that's it. I, I'm, I'm going to go with that. It's a, another another reminder that Nintendo's that that friend that you think is chill until you have like a beer or two with him, and then you realize he's a Nazi. <laughs> I I kind of think of them as like that friend that you th- when you were younger that you thought was really cool, but was also like a super narc to their own parents. So like you'd be <laughs> hanging out and having a good time, and then you get home, and then you'd find out that their dad had called your house. To, like, rat on because your friend had told their dad, oh, yeah, like, uh, we were out back playing with fireworks. I, I, I told my dad, and so now you're in trouble, too. You're like, what the I fuck, go- man? <laughs> Remember how we Googled boobs? Yeah, now exactly. everyone knows. I told my dad we looked at boobs, and then now everyone's in trouble. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, God. Oh. oh, to be in my early 20s again. <laughs> You were, you were cool like half an hour ago, man. What the fuck happened? <laughs> this is partially your idea. <laughs> oh. But, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't I wish I used more mods. Skyrim, from what I've been told, makes the game so much prettier and more playable. Yeah. And it's already a really great game. And... It, like they keep porting it to new ga- new gen consoles, but it's not like they're giving it a full sort of not remake treatment, but like a proper remaster or anything like that. It's just like, oh, this is this is the Dovahkiin edition. It's like, what does that mean? It's like, well, it's it's not the old one anymore. Okay. <laughs> it really so, it really is helped by mods a lot. I, and not that it it needed it because I mean I think I put like a hundred hours into it vanilla, but mm-hmm. being able to just it's it's that niceness that you get on your second or third playthrough where it's just like, okay, where are all the Berenzia gems? Just yeah. just mark them on my map. Or, like, <laughs> allow me to fast travel to my house in Whiterun. Not to Whiterun and then walk into it. Just allow me to fast travel <laughs> to the interior of the house. God. All those, like, smoothing over those things that you don't, that don't bother you in hours one through 30... But when you go to do a second playthrough, you're like, oh, right. I have to do this again. <laughs> One of my least favorite things about that style of game and Outer Worlds is is, uh, uh, is a perpetrator of this as well, is how they do the save system where they'll always save prior to loading you into zones. Mm-hmm. So if you die, you then have to load back in and then press A <laughs> immediately and then load back in. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I know why they do it. It's because they they always start combat right on the other side of fucking doors for some reason. But also, like I don't mind being thrust back into combat if you have like three different auto saves ready for me to back up in case your game bugs out on me. Yeah, I, I you know when you say it that way, I 
I've definitely experienced that and felt the frustration, but I'd never thought of it as like, that's the way they do things. But, <laughs> but it a hundred percent is. Oh, that was, I, and you know what? I'd, I'll say this. The best mod I've ever played was the one in Skyrim that got rid of loading when you enter a city, the door is just open and it loads the city as part of the world map. Oh God, I forgot it did that. Oh, that mod a miracle. where you could just walk right into a town was incredible. That is the best mod I've ever played. <laughs> I take back everything I've said. Checks if you have more than two two gigs of RAM on the system is like, okay, good enough. We can handle this now. God. Skyrim, fix it. What the fuck? I know, eh, right? Anyway. You ready to tell us a bit about uh, Ghost Runner? Uh, yeah, I can do that. Um, Ghost Runner. Uh, Ghost Runner, forgot the name of the team already. I uh, had, had it earlier, but it's gone. <laughs> Did, didn't um, need to uh, ambush you there. <laughs> it, I, I believe the team is called One More Try. It's published by 505 Games. Um, and there's a couple other support teams that worked on it. Um, but essentially, it's, it's a hyper-stylish first-person action platformer. Um, it's a very, very much cyberpunk in the era of cyberpunk. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of techno gobbledygook going on. Um, it takes place in, uh, I believe they call it the tower and the tower is essentially like the last bastion of humanity. Sure. So, so yeah, so you're, you're sort of working your way up the tower. Um, not in a clean way. Like you're thinking it's not like level to level, like, the levels aren't so clear when you're making progress up the tower or through the level or whatever, but it, you do like start off sort of in like furnace areas and you move up to more like residential areas, I guess would be an okay way to call them. Um, okay. But yeah. So a lot of the, the gameplay loop is really just you, you running uh, a voice in your head is telling you what to do. Uh, you, you just trust the voice implicitly. you forgot who you are. I, I said gameplay loop, but I started talking about story here, so bear with me. <laughs> um, and along the way, you meet some some allies and enemies, etc., etc., etc. So the gameplay loop is actually um, essentially in first person, sprinting through corridors, jumping on these like, walls. It's a lot of wall running, um, a lot of like little time stop dash things. And a lot of, you know, slashing enemies once you get into combat. My experience with it was probably like 80% platforming, 20% combat um, design-wise. But time-wise, it's probably more like 80% combat, 20% platforming. Because the game's really built around this sort of uh, Super Meat Boy-style gameplay where you die a tremendous amount of times, you get back into the game immediately. I'm sure there's more recent examples than Super Meat Boy, but it um, it is always getting you back into the game in a millisecond, but you're also dying to just the dumbest things all <laughs> the time. All the time. Stray bullets, bullets you don't know where it came from, janky platforming, you name it, you're going to die to it about a hundred times. But on that one time, after you've practiced and practiced and practiced, you'll get it all just right and you'll fly through the level and you'll kill everyone and then it'll feel great. But then you remember that you've just had to do that 50 times 
and that feeling of like being a god is completely fleeting like co- totally gone this the second after combat because then you have to do it all over again it uh it does a weird thing where it like strings a few combat segments together and then it'll be like a tremendous amount of platforming for a while so i think i think one of the things that should have done a little bit better is let you just stayed on like all the practice you just did to get this one level master and then be like yeah that felt good um, instead of thrusting you into another combat where you're just getting killed by God knows what all the time and feeling <laughs> like a total total little bitch. Ugh, catch my breath. You have any yeah. questions? So how long are each of these sections, would you say? Um, so uh, there will be a level, and it'll be longer, but then you'll have it segmented into checkpoints, essentially, but... There's very tangible checkpoints because it'll be like platforming section, combat section, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's not just like auto save popped at this random time. Um, each checkpoint segment is if you were just doing the platforming, it's only like it's like a minute. But if the combat sections could take like easily five to ten minutes each one and it's only like six or seven enemies most of the time okay so there's there's a lot of beating your head against the wall like when you do it right it only takes 15 20 seconds to blitz through a combat section that the way you're describing that reminds me a lot of actually super hot in that kind of like very small contained combat section that you have to do a bunch of times before you finally get it right yeah, it's not unlike Super Hot. Um, obviously, this game is a lot more fast-paced, but right. it uh, conceptually, yeah, it's it's fairly similar to that. I, I guess just the the as far as like the the speed and length of the loop, are the are the platforming sections equally timed? Is it similar to like you know 15, 20 seconds for platforming? Is it longer than that to to nail that, or once you've got it? Yeah. Nailed? They'll be more generous with the checkpoints in the platforming sections, but you will be platforming for, like, several minutes at a time. Um, The platforming, for whatever reason, always felt like the better part of the game. Like, it was more cleanly polished. Um, When I was doing... Like, obviously, they're going to... If they're going to build wall running, they're going to put it in the combat sections, right? So, anytime there was wall running in the combat sections, for whatever reason, I was just, like, always sliding off the wall or missing my jumps and falling into fucking lava and stupid shit like that. But whenever I was doing a platforming section, it always, like, I was always running through smoothly. Like, maybe it was a concentration thing, but um, there was very few times where I died, and usually I died because I missed, like, the the sort of hook shot point I was trying, <laughs> like, I was supposed to use. i just, like, jump into random walls and be like, oh, I thought I could run on that and just die. <laughs> um, what, what were you playing this on? Uh, this I played on Xbox with a controller, okay. obviously. Um, so, yeah, I cannot imagine playing this game on a keyboard and mouse. So <laughs> uh, don't do that or do that <laughs> and, you know, prove me wrong. Play it on a Guitar Hero guitar for all I care. But... <laughs> Only if I can use the yeah. Donkey Konga controller. <laughs> Dude, it always amazes me when, like, I, I don't watch too many streams, but every time I see somebody doing, like, Dark Souls on, like, a dance pad or Donkey Kongs, I get really excited. There's so much fun. Like, 
I didn't. I never get tired of what. Even though you, you watch five minutes and you know exactly. Okay, so that's how they jump. That's how they attack. That's how they dodge. But it's still just. It's fascinating the whole way through. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. Like, I, I was just watching a, a lady. She was basically just dodging everything because that's probably the easiest way to play. But it was like amazing that because Dark Soul, like you're, you're on these like really thin platforms a lot of times and she was just like weaving through all these enemies that were dive bombing her and she wasn't fighting them uh that probably would have been just as impressive but the fact that she was able to juke everyone I, ah, in so ghost runner no no sorry and in, in uh dark souls oh dark souls okay i would love to see somebody do this game with it similarly yeah I cannot, I imagine it's even harder because it is mostly movement based and like a little bit twitchy. Um, a lot, a lot of like the cooler things that happened to me were like sort of purely by accident. They, they have like a, a deflect mechanic in the game that's absolute dog shit. And I practiced it for ages and it just couldn't reliably get it to work. And it may have been because of how it was coded or it may have been because of like, how like bullets fly through the air really weirdly slow in the future and all this stupid shit. But sometimes you'd get off like a lucky deflect because you're just like flailing your fucking sword around like, ah, I don't know where the guy <laughs> is. It's just bullets coming at me and then you have to deflect one back into his face. And you're like, oh my God, nice. So does that, does that combat feel good even when you're losing over and over again? <sighs> I, It's... Hard to say definitively yes or no. I found it very frustrating most of the time, but a lot of it was because like the sh- a lot of shoehorned uh, platforming. They would uh, they had these like shield generators, so you'd have to do a lot of platforming to get to the shield generator, and then like slash that because they try and hide it on the level. So you'd have to dodge everyone and run up a fucking wall and do a slingy hoodly do across the map and then kill the thing and then make your way back down all while dodging bullets to get to the guy to slash him obviously you want to do some damage at range so deflect would be the logical answer but it simply does not work well but Hmm. okay yeah so it's it's hard to say i i did enjoy it sometimes when it was simpler um as it increased in difficulty, like the game's jankiness sort of came through, and I like lost interest quite quickly. And then it was because of the the combat, not the platforming. How long is the game? Like, have, have you finished it? No, no, I'm probably only like halfway through. I I played enough of the game to talk about it here, but I also played enough of it to know that I didn't want to finish it. Uh, yeah, not to jump you into your, your kind of more deeper thoughts, but didn't want to finish it, huh? I, that was an actual thought that I had. It's like, I'm, I'm just frustrating myself by continuing to play this game. I think I'm done. And I, I had planned on putting it like at least five or 10 more hours in it before I talked about it. But I guess hit a point where it's like, no, I'm, my opinion of it's only going to get worse from here. And I'm not going to enjoy it anymore. So, I'm done. I think that's fine for some games. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's not bad. Not every game has to be 70, 80 hours long. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, have, I have no guess as to how long it is. I'd, I'd, I'd guess the 
campaign is 10 hours, maybe shorter. Did you... How is its integration with stuff like Twitch? Because I feel like this is a very Twitchable game. Or like a, a showing off your leaderboard and showing off your best runs. Is is there any kind of integration for that? Um. Yeah, They at the end of every level, it'll sort of... <laughs> in in my perspective, it'll shame you and tell you how many deaths you had, what your time was, if you collected all the things. Um, so yes, people people could definitely stream it and enjoy it. And I think a person who is really good at this game, it would be a really interesting game to watch. Um, if this isn't like if this game doesn't scream to you, and this will just be the recommendation portion, but if this game doesn't scream to you already, you're not gonna enjoy it. It's gonna be very frustrating. A lot like. I felt really similar to Cluster Truck. Like, that uh. game was never, ever meant for me. And I knew that <laughs> 10 minutes into playing it, but I still forced myself to play a couple hours of it. This game wasn't meant for me either, but it was stylistically m- more along the lines of what I like. Like, I really liked the world that they had built. Um, I really liked the story they were trying to tell. Um, it was the gameplay that really, like, took me out of it. That's okay. Yeah, actually, your comparison to Cluster Truck there makes me not want to play this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's the closest game I could compare it to out of any game I've ever played. I, uh, I, because I beat Cluster Truck and I didn't. Oh, well done. I, I don't, I don't know why I did. <laughs> Towards <laughs> the end, I was, I was not having fun anymore. It was such a, like, it's a game that looked really cool in GIFs but was not fun to actually play. That's that's essentially why I started it too. It's like, oh, look at this wacky game. I got to give this a go. Oh, it's so it's I'm miserable. I hate myself. This is terrible. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily cuz it's a bad game. Like I don't think this is a bad game. It is not, nothing about the gameplay is is for me. So, if if the game sounds interesting to you, watch trailer. Make sure you're interested in it. It's kind of expensive. I think it retails for forty bucks. It's not a cheap little indie game. Um, so yeah, do do your homework, I guess. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think that's about it. Um. Uh, oh, the music is great. I will oh, okay. note that. That'll be my last thought. <laughs> I was actually I had meant to ask about that and just completely forgot. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was one of those aspects that drew, drew, drew me in a, a, ugh, originally. I hear Hades is a very good game. Is this true? Oh. Yes, all right. <laughs> Perfect. You Tell us a, about Hades. Ready to rank them? Or, oh, more. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm going to start a little bit, as I usually do, with a bit of background. Give you a little bit of history. Um, Hades is made by a company called Supergiant Games, who are known for the games that they make, like Bastion and Transistor and Pyre. Those are the other three that they've made. I haven't liked any of their games. I was, I, I, I knew this was going to come. I knew this was going to happen. Let me, let me finish. You know, put, put away your claws for just a second here. I respect their games a lot, and they are very well crafted, and I love that they exist but I don't have fun playing them and that is entirely a me problem I'm assuming 
because I, I know objectively that Bastion and Transistor were extremely good games that were very well regarded. And I know that Pyre was also well regarded with Magic Basketball. <laughs> I know that, that that one didn't hit the same heights as Bastion and Transistor, but um, like, I, I couldn't tell you why I didn't like Bastion. It just didn't click with me. Same with Transistor. Just didn't click with me. Very good game, though. Hades is the first Supergiant game that actually did work for me on some level. So that, that's why I, I want to give that uh, that background, because I am not in any way a Supergiant fanboy. I've not lo- loved the previous games. They're not bad. They're just, they weren't for me. Hades is a, uh, at its base, it's a roguelike dungeon crawler-esque game. You play as Zagreus, who is the son of he's the prince of the underworld and he's trying to escape the underworld and get away from his father. I forgot his father's name there for a second, but it's the name of the game. It's Hades and reach Mount <laughs> Olympus where all of the other gods at the time are there and they want you to come because they think you're cool and they want, and they think your father's a dick and they want you to come to Mount Olympus and they give you all sorts of boons and gifts and things like that to help you in your quest to get out of your dad's house. Which is something we can all relate to and understand. <laughs> oh yeah, the most relatable game. Yeah, yeah. There's um, there's four levels or four areas. Um, Tartarus, Asmodeus. It's not Asmodeus, but it's a word that's like that. And then the other two, whose names I don't know, because they only got to. As- yeah, it's not Asmodeus. Yeah. Ozymandias? No, no. It's it, they're, they're realms of the underworlds. I don't remember any of them. I think one of them has to do with the River Styx. Uh, yeah. Look, okay. I'm I'm not going to pretend that I've beaten this game. I haven't beaten this game. I'm not very good at this game. <laughs> I've I've played I've played a good deal of it. I, I've I've put in my time, <laughs> so you can't say that I haven't. I've I've put in about twenty hours. So, so again, you can't claim that I didn't do that, but I'm just, I'm not very good at it, so I haven't gotten very far. You can't, you can't just leave the game up for 20 hours and alt-tab and, and watch uh, You're the Man Now Dog.com. <laughs> God damn it, I told you to take those cameras out of my basement. That, that is, <laughs> there's no way you could have gotten that close to correct unless you had cameras in my basement again. Well, we'll worry about that later. Yeah, yeah, it'll just point them, I mean, it's, I need my time. But the point is, you are you are uh, Zagreus. You're going through, and it's it's your standard kind of dungeon crawling. Of you progress through each area room by room. Each room has some kind of boon or reward at the end when you've defeated all the enemies within. Standard formula. Uh, you've got a bunch of different weapons that you can pick from. There's a cool sword. There's a shield thing. There's pin. There's punching. There's a spear. There's a bow and arrow. There's a gun. All things that you associate with ancient times each of those is plays differently you know you've got each of them has a different play style and you, whether or not you pick certain weapons can give you certain boons like oh here you haven't used the bow and arrow in a while so if you use it this run you get a little bit more of the currencies in game to upgrade things there are upgrades in between runs where you can upgrade both the underworld and your experience through it changing the way that changing your rewards, how difficult things are, all that's really cool. I think the thing that stood out for for me 
with this game other than just how gorgeous it is because it is a fucking gorgeous game everything that Supergiant makes is beautiful and this is no exception I think this is one that actually looks better when you play it than it does in screenshots in screenshots when I first saw that I didn't even buy this game this was given to me by a friend who was I think angry that I hadn't bought it and wasn't playing it and so he <laughs> said like look I know you don't want to buy this you haven't liked any of their other games I'm just going to give this to you because I think you're going to like it and I, I you're too stubborn to buy it yourself <laughs> which he was right and I did like it uh, but it's a gorgeous game it looks better playing it than it does in screenshots I can't remember what the hell I was talking about. Oh, the thing that stands out. Yes, I remember now. The thing that stands out for me most is these people that you can talk to during your runs and in between runs back in the underworld where people like the Olympian, the, the gods like Artemis and Apollo and Sisyphus and uh, uh, some other names that I'm not going to try to pronounce because I've only ever read them. I've never heard them pronounced out loud. Or if I did, it was in Hercules, and that was like 20 years ago, so it doesn't count. Eurydice? Eurydice? <laughs> uh, anyways, there's a bunch of people you can talk to, and as you talk to them, you can develop relationships with them, and it kind of, you have this kind of generated story that plays out based on who you're talking to, and when you're, the gods kind of interact as to uh, with each other during conversations as far as who's giving you more favor and who you've been talking to more and who you've been giving more gifts to. The, the story plays itself out that way very interestingly. Hmm. And that's entirely on you to do. You can just not talk to them and you'll miss out on a lot of upgrades and content because of that. But you can just not talk to any of these gods as you're going through and just go on your next run and ignore that whole story. Everything that's going on, all of their interactions, their little petty squabbling and bitching about each other and bitching about your dad. <laughs> it, it's like it's very much like you've got you're dealing with a bunch of aunts and uncles that all think that your dad is a dick. And they're all trying to help you move <laughs> out. But they also don't want to piss your dad off too much. And they know that like you've kind of got a weird relationship with your dad anyways, so they don't want to fuck with that. Like it's very. It has that kind of dynamic and feel to it, where they're all trying to outdo each other and trying to be number one in your eye, and be the one that you want to to go with and <laughs> the cool ant. The cool, yeah, exactly. And because they are the ones that are kind of bestowing on you your upgrades during a run, of okay, now your attacks do this kind of almost like a poison damage or when you dash the things that you, the area that you dashed from, it now slows everyone down for a couple of seconds, or you can shoot these things out that shoot lasers. Those all come from the gods and how they meld together and how you combine them. Like in a good rogue, like creates really interesting builds that you kind of accidentally mm. get as you're going through. So that, that, that system of gods and talking to them and, and currying favor and them winning your favor is a really, is what set it aside or set it apart from something like Binding of Isaac or Rogue Legacy or Bionic Dues or something like that. <laughs> so so you don't have much power over the buffs they give you? You just sort of go and chat with them and they just throw some random stats at you? Okay, yeah, I should explain that in words. Uh, so what happens is when you... When you pick up a, a little Artemis icon or an Apollo icon or whatever, you're given three things that you can pick from. How you want their favor 
to affect your run? Do you want it to affect your primary attack, your secondary attack, your dash, your summon cast ability? And that's and so you kind of build yourself out that way. When you're leaving many rooms, you have the option of going one way or another. It's man, I didn't explain any of this well. It's all linear, so you can't go backwards. You're always choosing just what's the next room you're going to go into. And then okay. after you've gone a certain number of rooms, you get to the boss for that area. As you're leaving a room... So, so there, there's no boss room? You just sort of do X number of rooms and then boss appears? There is there is a boss room, but it's kind of like after you've gone through through enough rooms, now the only option is the boss room. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, as you leave many of the rooms, you have the option of going to this room where the reward is more gems or more gifts to give to one of the gods. Or you can go into that room over there, which is another boon from Apollo or uh, another of these little crystals that you use to upgrade your um, upgrade your areas in between or a key that you use to unlock new unlockables. Like you're kind of choosing how your build is going, but only... In certain ways, you can't control the amount that it gives you and you can't control like what is behind that door that you have to fight to get that reward. Oh, okay. There's a lot of trade-off stuff, a lot of like, do you want to take this additional challenge for additional reward? There are areas that you'll go into where you can pick, okay, I have to pay 20 health to get in here and I'm going to pick... I have the option of picking one of these three boons that's going to suck for three rooms, but if I can survive three more rooms with this, with this, like, I take three extra damage, or I have half as much mana. Um, not mana, uh, the casting things. Mana's the wrong word. Uh, but, you and know, I have... No, they're, they're individual casting things. So, you like, you start off with two of them that you can cast. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, I've, I've not explained any of the systems in this game well, so I apologize. <laughs> there are these little casting things that they're, like, crystals and you throw them and they can get stuck in enemies and they're stuck in there until they die or you have to go pick them up so they don't like charge back up until you either pick them up yourself or leave the room hmm. it's interesting uh but anyways yeah. like you can there's a bunch of th things that will debuff you for a couple of rooms but then give you a, a good permanent upgrade if you survive those couple of rooms and from from the screenshots I've seen, the the rooms are pretty fucking big, aren't they? Some of them, yeah. I they take you know a couple minutes per. It's not like I don't I can't think of a game to compare it to that has larger rooms. <laughs> uh, it, well, I, I was thinking the opposite. Like a lot of times when you hear rooms, you sort of think of like Legend of Zelda rooms, like oh, the old school ones, just yes. like little squares. Basically, you run in, you kill like two things, and then the door opens. No, no. It, it takes a couple of minutes to go through each one. They are larger than your screen. As you move uh, into later areas or uh, parts of the underworld, they are even larger than that. Uh, the earlier okay. ones are, are a bit more compartmentalized and, and more obvious. Like, this is a room that you're in, and here are the bounds of it, and uh, all that. Uh, but yeah, it, it, they are they are larger than like a Binding of Isaac's room or something. Or, uh, and, gotcha. Actually, no, Enter the Gungeon didn't really have rooms like that. It was much, it was a bit more free-flowing. Yeah, yeah, you, like, there were doors and stuff, but you 
could go back and forth. And they were pretty, those are pretty big rooms too. Yeah. Yeah. I would say it was kind of like those little areas that enter the gungeon where like you're in there, it might take you two minutes to clear out everything in there as like <laughs> you kill some stuff and then a second wave spawns and you kill that second wave, but more, more sequential. This is the room you're in it. And then when you move on, you've moved on and that's it. Interesting. I know that there's a ton more that I haven't seen. Uh, it's as far as like different unlocks for weapons, other things that other aspects of gameplay that I've not even run into yet. So I know that I'm not, despite having played the dozens of hours that whatever it was I claimed earlier, I've not <laughs> actually seen all of the content there. So this is this is a game with a lot in there, and with the number of awards that it's been nominated for and the top ten list it's been put on. It clearly is a very well-regarded game that people are putting a lot of time into and getting a lot of time out of. Okay, so my my <laughs> my claws aren't fully withdrawn yet. Okay, but I'm not not gonna go back go back and dwell on the past. But sure, I don't know how no how you don't love Bastion. Uh, it's Gasp. it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. The narrating mechanic is super cool. I just didn't have fun playing it. That's all. <laughs> like I just every other part of it was really cool. The world, you know, like flying up under your feet and everything that was all really neat. I just wish the gameplay was different. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, uh, no complaints. It just oh. didn't work for me. We're all allowed to have our opinions, I guess, no matter how wrong they are. Yeah, that's true. Tear, 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 tear. Yeah. So I, you said you kind of liked it. Um. So so in your 20 hours of gameplay a how far do you think you got in it and b like how much did you actually enjoy it and would you recommend it uh, so i don't think i got more than maybe a third of the way through based on what i've seen oh, wow. of other people and the, like the amount of end game and late game stuff that happens uh, that's a lot of game yeah it is it, it, it definitely seems like it is i i'm not i have no idea because I've I don't experience it, and it's not like a, uh, it's not like a game like I keep bringing up Binding of Isaac, but it's just that's the most other most recent roguelike I've played, where you can look at your big like checklist of here are all the things you could have unlocked, and you've got sixty three percent of them. Like it doesn't have that same kind of very obvious, mm. or if it does, I didn't look at it, so I'm not going to say <laughs> I didn't look too deep into the stats area of things because I was very bad at the game and I didn't need to be reminded of that. <laughs> So, so it is mostly roguelike. Then it's not. It doesn't have any like persistent stat gains. Well, it it does. You are still um, built. You're still unlocking things that that change the structure of the underworld, run after run, and making okay. changes. Oh, kind of kind of like rogue legacy. Okay. And actually, and on that, I, I will bring up something that is really neat that they did, is their. I guess like almost like an accessibility feature for tweaking the difficulty. And basically it, it, the way it plays is every time you die, you get a permanent plus 2% to damage resistance. Hmm. So even if you suck at this game, even if you're sucking at the Twitch thing, every time you play through, you are getting slightly better. Okay. Which is... It, is I, it possible to just grind that out and get like full resistance i you know i honestly don't know i i didn't get that far into it i turned it on just to play around with it a little bit so i've not hmm. i've not maxed it out yet i've not i've not attempted to but i thought that was a really interesting thing to add in 
Like that's just such kind of cool for for a game like this. Like it's not it's not giving you the game. It's not making it infinitely easy for you. But just saying like, look, this is going to give you that sense of progression that you want in a game like this, even if you didn't actually progress this run because you fucking suck or your controller died. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a pretty fucking neat feature, honestly. Yeah, I, I like that. I like the number of games that are working more of that granularity in difficulty settings in and kind of letting you, like, okay, he, we, we've tailored this. This is the way we think it should be played. This is the way that we think Nightmare Mode should be played. But if you want to tweak this a little bit, you can do that. And actually, um, Control did that as well. They had a lot of really mm. interesting difficulty tweaks in there that you could do. But yeah, there is there is that persistence both in something you can toggle and run to run you are on you can spend gems and keys to unlock more things and to boost certain stats okay cool all right that makes more sense or at least that paints a bigger picture yeah yeah and uh your second thing was did i enjoy the game i did enjoy it but i didn't (laughs) i didn't get like it was the kind of game where i went into it i would play a run and then i would lose and say okay and i'd turn it off and play something else i never had that I have mm. to play another run that I do with other roguelikes. And that's where it, it felt a little disappointing to me. And I, I can't blame it on anything in particular in the game. It just didn't grab me in that way where I, I felt like I had to okay. jump back in and do it again. Uh, whereas like my, my friend who bought me the game was talking about that. And for you know a couple of weeks, that was what he was doing. He was just playing this game and doing run after run after run. And a lot of the reviewers that I follow and have read in, you know, preparing for this conversation here have talked about how they had that got to do one more run got to do you know ended up playing 15 runs in one evening which i can't imagine how many hours that took but (laughs) like it never had that hook for me i was fine playing one run and turning it off so it, it i was that was a little disappointing just in my thing of it it was it's very fun it's kind of unimpeachable with its gameplay mechanics like it's very clearly well designed very well balanced it just didn't hook me the way that it did seemingly everyone else hmm yeah there's there's something to be said about that though like if if you're willing to boot up the game over and over again like yeah they're obviously you're enjoying it right oh yeah like there's so many games where you'll do one run and then you'll be like i don't want to do another run right now and then you'll just never play it again and that's what ended up happening with me with, uh, like, Fall Guys. Fall Guys, you know, I would, uh, by the end of it, jump in, play Run Run, and be like, all right, that's done. I don't need to play that again. Yeah. Where and uninstall. This, I do I do boot it up most nights and play through another run. And then I stop and go play something else. <laughs> Which it says something about it, because it, it clearly I'm clearly not disliking it. I'm lucky enough to keep installed and keep booting up over and over again, but it's it's hitting like a cap, and it's not arching over that to be, all right, I'm just playing Hades this evening. Yeah. So how how long does a typical run take? You said so you uh, like 15 d- runs? When you suck at it, 15, 20 minutes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how long a complete run takes, because I've never done it. But <laughs> oh, fair, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I would imagine that it probably, I'm guessing here, like twenty minutes per biome, so maybe an hour, hour and a half, for a full run, based okay. uh, based on complete conjecture. Yeah, no, that, that that seems pretty standard. Yeah. 
It's a great game. <laughs> it's a very well-made game. Supergiant continues to make games that are beautiful to look at, very smooth and intuitive to play, and very clearly well thought out. I would recommend this to anyone who likes roguelikes or, or who likes... Actually, man, if you don't like roguelikes, you're going to fucking hate this game. But if you like... <laughs> yeah, well... <laughs> yeah. If you, you like, hate top-down games, <laughs> yeah, don't play this. If you like roguelikes, you're going to like this game. This is a gold standard in roguelikes now. I would put it up there as one of the things when you're like doing... If you're putting together a video games textbook and you were doing the the section cover page for the section of roguelikes, put a screenshot of Hades in there because this is now you know, a, a gold standard game that every game <laughs> after this is going to be compared to. Without a doubt in my mind. Yeah, this is not such around. a bad thing. No, it's not. It's not. It's, it's a hell of an achievement, and everyone seems to love it and be impressed by it, which I, what else can you ask for? If you're super giant, uh, more money. Yeah, more money. I mean, I, I assume it's been selling well. I, I don't really know. Video. Yeah, I think it has. I feel like video games, like PC games, don't put out or games don't put out that information anymore. Yeah, with this game more than most, though, you could probably rely pretty well on the Steam stats because mm. I think that's the main marketplace it's been on. I don't think it's on consoles yet. I'm not sure about that. All right, so apparently within. During its two-year early access period, Hades sold 700,000 copies. And within three days of its official release, it sold an additional 300,000 copies. So it's doing all right. Oh, wow. Doing okay. That's uh, that's, that's a lot of software for an indie game. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Not a lot of indie games push those numbers. Good for them. Oh, sir. Yeah, that's only three days, and it's getting more and more and more acclaim by the day. It was uh, nominated at the Game Awards, which probably shouldn't talk about because this episode will be after out after that airs. Did it win? Let us know. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> There's. Uh, I, f- I feel like this is going to be like this year's. Um, what the hell was the one about the drunk cop? Can't remember its name. The drunk cop from last year. Disco Elysium. Disco, like this will be this year's Disco Elysium. Just like it's gonna sweep those prestige awards. nom, yeah. Or it'll be, maybe it'll be more like this year. It'll be like the game equivalent of Shit's Creek, just like <laughs> best Here indie comes out of nowhere, goes to Hades. Best voice acting goes to Hades. Best script goes to like everything goes. And they deserve it. It's a great game. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to playing it. Um, you haven't shifted that opinion. Good. I already had that opinion. <laughs> so I, I guess that's a... I, I know you're a super giant recommendation. fanboy anyways. Uh, I, I'm a Bastion fanboy. I have two Bastion prints in my office. I have the Bastion vinyl. Uh, I've beaten Bastion great many times. Great soundtrack. I, it's so good. I have never played Pyre. I barely played Transistor. Those uh, transistor didn't click with me, so I never really got into it. I used to confuse yeah. transistor with, um, what was that? One of the many failed unreleased double fine games, the one where you could keep coding the game while you were playing it. Oh, you... I don't know. Um, that does not sound familiar to me. Hack and slash. 
Oh, I've heard of this. I've never played it, nor know, do I know anything about it. Uh, for some, it, it was a cute little gimmick that I don't think they ever like. It was another double fine where they did it in early access, and people were interested in it, and they didn't really execute on it. They didn't. They didn't stick the landing. Yeah, but I remember that one being a. Um, it came out around the same time as Transistor, and I confused the two constantly. <laughs> I I don't know how, but yeah, yeah, sometimes that happens. It just yeah, I don't know. That was a really boring anecdote. <laughs> there are these two games. I didn't know which one was which. Dustin, feel free to edit that entire thing out if it's as boring as I think it is. <laughs> Thanks, Dustin. Yeah. All right. Well, uh. Shall you rank this? I've already decided where mine goes. Oh, why don't you tell tell us where yours is going while I while I stall? Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna put it at 12 out of 16 on on the year, just below Final Fantasy VII Remake and above Watch Dogs Legion. Also, I've decided to note that we did Watch Dogs Le- or I did Watch Dogs Legion in my last episode, the our last episode. Oh, I'm babbling, <laughs> um, and I said a lot of things about that I didn't like and I wanted to add one more and it's an important one because there's a uh, game save bug in the Xbox version and I can no longer progress in the game. I did four story missions back to back and it saved none of the progress. So, uh, yeah. I if, if we allowed for editing afterwards, I would drop it all the way to the bottom and tell <laughs> no one to ever buy it ever, ever, ever. So definitely do not buy it now. Um, if you're interested in it, at least wait for a patch. If you're not interested in it, just don't support this game. It's maddening. But yeah, that's, that's real. That. That's real disappointing and sucks for that you hit that level. Yeah, that level of I was, I was, I was chugging along there. I was actually like starting to see some of the silver lining in the game, and then it just came crashing down once again, as it as it Watchdogs do. I'm gonna Where? I'm gonna put Hades at number four on my list. It is number four. Number four. It's it's really good. I don't think I'm gonna get as much. I talked about Crusader Kings so much with friends and family, and just tell like I wanted <laughs> to tell people about what was happening in Crusader Kings, and I wanted people to play it because I think they would they would have enjoyed this the emergent storytelling. Whereas like yeah. Hades is, is also really good, but I don't really talk to anyone about it other than you. <laughs> it's it's your your private perversion. Yeah, right? exactly. And I'm your weird friend you have to tell about. Yeah, I'm required to tell you every every couple of weeks about what games I'm playing. I have to report back in. <laughs> I'm glad to be that guy for you. I hope you enjoyed hearing my report as much as I enjoyed giving it. <laughs> C minus. <laughs> Do I get to grade you? Yeah, absolutely. Someone should. <laughs> Someone needs to put me in my place and show me my worth. <laughs> okay, C plus. You made me sad. Yes. I can't believe it still right, works uh, 15 years after high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the trick is the teachers were all sad too. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just, that was just the just town they level lived with in. Them. <laughs> well... It's a lot to be sad about in high school. Yeah, it's hard to... I gotta imagine it's very depressing trying to get a bunch of spoiled rich kids to give a shit about William Carlos Williams poems. (laughs) 
Do you guys want to hear about struggle? No. We're affluent. <laughs> Fuck off. My idea of struggle would insult and shame you. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> Our weekly shout out. To Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Cut it out. We, Cut it out. May, Dustin. Or just, yeah, Dustin, just, just bleep it. If you could, if you could bleep that. <laughs> All right. You can find us on, uh, where? Facebook, Twitter, and literally every fucking place for podcasts. You, just game, game off podcast at everything. Look it up. Like, subscribe. That's the that's the thing that helps us the most. Yep, that feeds the algorithm, puts puts juice in the algorithm engine. I don't know how engines mm-hmm. work. Uh yeah, well, they make cargo vroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, all you, that's all you need to know. Yeah, they do. Um unless it's a Tesla, then it makes cargo. <laughs> that was that was a <laughs> that's so good. Not one of the better ones. No, that was all right. nailed it. <laughs> okay. Well, I've been Brent Arcadia. I, I've been uh, Annie Solitaker. Man, it's uh, forgot there. <laughs> well, we'll see you guys in a post-cyberpunk world. Bye-bye. Bye bye.